you're listening to The Match Mary Made Show, where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to season three, love bugs. It is titled Experiences. As we journey through various events on a dating, relationship, and marriage trajectory. This season, we're tapping into our solar plexus, which invites us to set intentions in the power of I do. Season one was about I am. Season two was about I feel. And we're bringing in season three with I do. The solar plexus is the root of our energy center. It's located just above the navel and down below the rib cage, usually fitting about four fingers in between. Your solar plexus governs your ability to be confident, assertive, and make decisions from a place of inner wisdom. It is also the key to unlocking our personal power and building a strong sense of self. Speaking of such, this season is a season designed to help you do just that. Unlock that personal power. Build that sense of self with seven select stories I've curated for you. You're listening to episode 15 of our regular season titled His Dating Pivot. I'm in the studio today with my good friend Dana, aka The Voice, in a conversation about men and women, our interactions, our differences, and our complementations. We also share how we met and how we took care of each other as we got to know each other better. And then Dana is going to close the show with a little surprise for us. Of course, this show centers Black women, but I also share meaningful work for Black couples, partnered or married. And every blue moon, I address them in, but my guest will do that part today. This episode is for all of us. Stay tuned at the end of the show. And I'll give you more details about the next episode coming. For now, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I do. I do all things in the name of goodness. I do what I can, and that is enough. I do what is best for my fellow brothers and sisters. Welcome, welcome again. Today, we're going to take a trip down memory lane to my early dating days in D.C. when I was live and active on the dating scene. I met this brother named Dana. We matched, we connected, we hit it off, and the rest is history, as they say. We're in the studio to share our story and give you some insight on how to see others, how to treat others, and make meaning and memories together. Dana speaks about his dating history and his evolution as a man, while I pose some research themes and questions that ring true in our relationship. We cover more topics like faith, values, maturity, community, encouragement, ambition, 
And we also duke it out over Northern versus Southern American culture. It's the South for me. It is my hope that today's conversation prompts you to think about how to connect with the other gender, examine your dating and relationship motives, and understand the value of being able to pivot early when needed. And also a little more insight about the natural flow of a woman and a man. I also encourage you to download the show's episode guide. I'm earning my PhD in the work to be in the best position to support my community. Also, studies show that with proper relationship education, we can produce smarter, safer, and happier romantic decisions that improves the quality of our relationships as we match, marry, and mate. Because why y'all, let me hear you say it, Black love matters, and we're in much need of some Black family restoration. Hi, everybody. I have the voice with me this afternoon. We're in the studio together. If you all listen in on Clubhouse, you already know who I'm talking about. The one and only Mr. Dana. Yes, that's me. I'm in. Hello. How's everybody doing? So let me just give him a quick introduction. He's a local to the DMV. And he is a father of one. And back in 2019, uh, we were both navigating the dating scene about six to seven months before the world shut down. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have him on so we could just talk about dating in general Of course, I tapped out in 2021 by getting married, but we'll share a little bit of our, um, I guess, our dating history, if you can even call it that, our interest history. Um, And I wanted wanted to, I guess, show y'all how this is done in in terms of everybody not your husband, y'all. Everybody's not going to be your husband. So how you carry yourself, how you communicate with men, how you navigate with them, and even pivot the type of relationship that you have. Sometimes actually ending the connection of the relationship needs to happen. But in many cases, a cute little pivot is all that is needed. So you're not over-identifying with the husband and suffering more loss than you need to be in the event that it doesn't get you to the aisle. So I just want to have a little talk about that. What do you think, Dana? I think that's a I think that's a great idea, Jay. Oh, um, back in the day, right? I um, one of the things I used to always have in my mind when it came to dating, and this was like just being a guy and being attracted to the physical, right? One of the things I used to always be attracted to on a woman was her physique, and then I've learned throughout dating to basically follow a key African-American proverb, which is never trust a big button to smile. That you know what? But I'm just messing around. I'm just... I guess that's the black man's kryptonite, would you say? It definitely is up there. Yeah, I'll give it that for sure. But <laughs> um, I did navigate beyond that. You know, I did have other dating experiences, encountered other women. And um, I did learn that obviously there's way more to a woman than just her physique. It's her mind, you know, how she can build you up, be there for you, her emotional standards, her support, um, you know, just things like that are way more important that you come to find out when you get older. And granted, you know, I'm not like young when back in 2019, but I'm just saying as you go through experiences, you just learn to see the things that really matter to you versus the things that can come and go. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Experiences. So I want to unpack that a little bit. Emotional support. And what else? Emotional support, um, their mind, their intelligence, how they talk to you. I mean, with men in general, but I'll speak for Black men specifically, we value like respect, right? We also appreciate love. Don't get me wrong. But like 
a man wants to be respected by his woman. So how a woman talks to a man is very, very important. So I think that that's also something to pay attention to when you are out here dating, finding a woman who respects you and shows you that. Very important. I forget who taught me this. And they didn't teach me the language specifically, but they said something to me that had me arrive here. And that is, Children spell love, T-I-M-E. Women spell love, L-O-V-E. Men spell love, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. You said her mind, intelligence, and then you said for Black men, you value uh, respect. Respect. And how a woman talks to a man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious in your experience, you can speak to women in general, but you know, I want to hear more. I want to hear more black women, but in your experience in dating, interacting, connecting with women, it particularly in romantic ways, have you experienced what you would refer to as disrespect? Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've experienced both sides of the coin. I've experienced a woman who is very respectful and talk and talks in a um, respectful tone, doesn't really raise her voice or lash out and say sharp, harsh things. Right. Other side of the spectrum, I've dealt with women who do that, who can cut a man down and say some harsh and disrespectful things. So I've encountered both. Definitely not a fan of the latter, more so a fan of the former, you know? You used very good descriptors, sharp, harsh. I heard you go for for, um, volume. And even though there is a degree of being loud that most people don't appreciate, it's not necessarily the volume. It's that sharp, that harsh language. Correct. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, at the end of the day, men are not excused from that either. You know what I mean? Because we have our issues. We do our things and we bring that out of y'all either by our actions, our words not lining up, things like that. I think often let women down to the point to where you might feel like you can't trust that man. You can't trust his word. So you build like this defense and anger animosity towards him and like the way you you can express it is by lashing it lashing it out at him like do you see that i'm angry with you do you see that i'm hurt by you you know what i'm saying like men i think often we don't really take the time to always analyze that we're very logical such as you have an issue tell me what your issue is this is how i try to solve it women don't necessarily operate in that way so with a man trying to figure out a woman it's Often we have to kind of jump through hoops sometimes, and we don't always do that correctly. I don't feel like you should have to jump through hoops. I feel like women should be clear. But my response to that, we don't, you know, not understanding or on this path to understanding and it being a little bumpy is, well, just listen to her. Yeah, it's a fact. Has that ever played out for you? So I'm not saying be in, you know, a relationship with the rooftop woman. At some point, I don't know who is the antagonizer in any given situation, right? Is it that the man has consistently been a source of disappointment and anger and pain and that's the reason she's like that? Or is it, you know, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes women right. are just, you know, popping off and at the mouth and, the guy didn't necessarily do anything, at least not in a patterned way to breed the orientation of a woman being like that pretty much anytime, you know, she's in her feelings or something goes down. So I'm not saying, you know, suffer a rooftop woman, but assuming that is not who this woman is, what is the harm in just listening to her, taking in what she's saying, how she's feeling, what she's experiencing and what she wants to have with you. 
there's absolutely no harm in that. I can't disagree with any of those points. Um, I think sometimes men, we might look at women when they're trying to express themselves in the ways that they express themselves. We might often take it as nagging, right? Sometimes that might happen. But I think it's important that you and your partner, like y'all sit down and just have like a moment, have a conversation, like a, like light a candle, play some soft music and just sit there and talk, do something like that. So you can really understand what she's trying to say to you and you can hear it from a, from an open place. So, um, Joyce and myself, I do call her Jay. So forgive me if I call her Jay all the time, but, uh, we actually connected, um, via online dating. I came across her profile and, uh, I thought what stood out to me initially was her eyes and no disrespect to Jeremiah at all. Like, so just putting this out here, um, her eyes, I thought she had very, very attractive eyes. And then we sparked the conversation. Um, we talked back and forth for a while and it was pretty dope conversation, eventually exchanged information and talked on the phone. And we went to Bus Boys and Poets, was it? Bus Boys and Poets. <laughs> but ultimately, I think that we just developed like a really, really cool vibe, a really, really cool friendship. And we decided to go that route versus pursuing things romantically. And that's what I remember about my initial connection with you, Jay. Yeah, that's very accurate. I would have detailed it in the same way. I remember your, I guess we'll say your wordsmithing abilities. Like the way you took up the real estate space that is the profile. I was like, ooh, this man got words. We're being a typical male, female here, right? You saw something in the physical and I saw something on the emotional side. Oh, he got language. (laughs) And then I went back and looked at the pictures more in detail. Not that I didn't see them first, right? I'm like, okay, he black. Okay, he got a beard. Because when I first looked through pictures, I'm just like, all right, cute black guy. I want to see something stick out in those prompts, that profile, something like that. Then I'll go back to the pictures and see if we have some alignment. One of the reasons you wanted to go to the Busboys and Poets, or one of the reasons you recommended that was you we were picking up on each other's creative vibe while we were... Yeah, just on the phone. And so I didn't know that you did spoken word there until we got there. But I I was like, I see what he did. All right, you trying to be smooth with it. But it was clear that we had that vibe, right? You even shared Mm -hmm. some pieces with me, I think before we even went out for that first time. I'm happy to say that I feel like the vibe was still there. I didn't feel like the vibe was really different. You know, it was cool. You was cool. I was cool. I'll admit like I was a little bit nervous. You know what I mean? Kind of shy. Naturally kind of shy, even though people don't believe me, but I know you are. Well, thank you. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm not for whatever reason, but, but yeah, I was, um, I was nervous a little bit, but as I like settled in and talked to you, we talked about a variety of different subjects and just the environment, the mood of the area where we were in, it just, became like a really cool, really dope experience, you know? Um, And I really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like I had a really, really good time. I will say a surprising thing. I'm a Southern belle. Mm -hmm. I tend to fancy Southern men, which you are not. (laughs) Not even a little bit. I'm sure. Not even a little bit. So we were having this North-South debate. You fancy women of the South. And I was playing with you by saying, well, of course you do. We're better. I mean, I did say that, but I wasn't serious. But there is the undertone of women from the South. You know, we have a hospitality. Right. Uh, We cook. We're very sociable. We're very, you know, serving, if you will. Now, obviously different women do it in different ways, but we have that servant heart. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense for you to have an affinity towards that type of woman. 
I, on the other hand, am like, well, what is true about the northern man where I should be so attracted to you? Like, give me some selling points, because I gave you some selling points of southern women to which you were like, ooh, ah, mm -hmm, I do like that. Well, um, for northern men, I mean, like, I guess I, I guess I'll speak for myself, but at the end of the day, what's not, what's not to like, like we talk dope. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody loves the way we sound. We, we kind of come across as having like this gutter or guttural energy to us, but nine times out of 10, we're real chill, real low key. Um, although I sound this way, I'm a very thoughtful person. I'm a very caring person, regardless of where I'm from. But I think another thing about people from the North, they're always on the move, right? So they're like, if we got to go here, do this, do that, so on and so forth. Having that kind of energy around you is always going to have you on the go. I think that's a good thing. I think that's different from someone that's a Southern Belle because in the South, right, things tend Don't to do move. it. Don't do it. Just speak for the North. Um, I think those are all good points. Thank you. I just think you luck up better with a Southern Belle than I do with a Northern man. <laughs> Listen, let me give you some love. You were willing to pick me up. I just didn't want you to. You were on time. You were a complete gentleman the entire date. And you offered to take me back home when it was over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, so as you know, I'm getting my PhD. Right. Congratulations on that. Thanks. One day you're going to call me Dr. J instead of J. Hey, I'm here for it. I have some developing research. And one of the things that I am adamant about is kind of soothing or healing some of the gender tensions between Black men and Black women. We spoke about one of them earlier in the show, right? Right. One way that I help Black women with that, and if you have a way for a Black men, please share it. But one way that I help Black women with that is to say, you have to see men as people. They're not commodities. You cannot objectify for relationships or or even money. You have to see men as people. If we just step back and think about the Black community at large, regardless of if you want to partner or mate with the Black person, which you, you should, but I'm going to put that to the side for another day. Regardless <laughs> of that, just seeing yourself as a member of the Black community relating to other Black people, relating to your own people, that what is going on if you can't just look at a fellow brother, a fellow sister, and see a human being, and also see a human being of your own people? It's mm, a good question. Obviously, I have to position myself in the way that I want to encourage other people to be, and by extension, my research, I like to say that Black people, and you give me your opinion, I really want to hear, but when I think about Black people, top three things, spiritual, godly, familial, having that family kind of sense of self, sense of community, and then communal. Like there is a collective that we understand. If there was, if someone Black was, mm -hmm. I don't know, murdered right now and it all made the news, we would collectively feel it. We would collectively be sad, be upset and be grieving. Um, mm -hmm. When Barack Obama became president, we collectively had a little bit more Black pride, right? Our right, president absolutely. is Black type thing. So mm -hmm. collective, those are, you know, the top three things I think about when I think about Black people. And so for that reason, when I see you, Regardless of who you are to me, long as you're not violating, you know, me or my space, regardless of who you are to me, if I see a human being, I think to extend some human care because it's a human being. And then when I see my own people, I'd be like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you're one of my own. And so because of that, I like to teach Black women, like, just see men as people. And then see Black men specifically as your own people. It is important for us to see each other as real people, not as easy lays or paydays, right? And if something more grows and develops from that, sure. But 
let's have a posture of just seeing each other as brothers and sisters first. Yes, something romantic can come from that, but I mean brothers and sisters like, you know, right. Yeah. You belong to the same community. I feel like I showed up for you that way. I feel like you showed up for me that way. And so that made it easier to really assess what kind of connection this is and then be able to continue it. Because so many people, I'm going to speak to women, I'm going to let you speak to men, but so many women are like, you know, I spotted out this guy or I'm interested in this guy, you know, because he's got money, like it's a an easy payday sort of thing. So many women are looking at men, you're my husband, right? Like I'm dating you and I want a relationship, you know, from jump. You mm-hmm. don't even get to see who the man is as a person because you've already have matrimony going in your mind. And then some are on the other side where, you know, I I don't do low effort dates. You, you need to be dropping $500 on a first date type thing. And it's like, well, if the point is to actually be getting to know somebody, why are you valuing how much money that they spend on a date above at the time that needs to be invested to see if this is even a person you want to do anything with? Right. And so I think I did a good job of that. I mean, you let me know. And I think you did a good job of, I'm just seeing her as a person, as a woman, as a Black woman. And we can have that experience, not looking at me as, this going to be my next lay, this going to be my next bay type thing. But this is Jay. Right, right. She's shown up. She's in front of me. I'm going to experience her while I give her the best experience I can give her. And wherever that lands, we'll figure that out. But we're going to at least take care of each other as people. And we're going to at least have some pride in how we interact with each other as fellow Black people. Right. Absolutely. I think when it comes to men what we often do with women is we objectify them and that's really not what we should do. We should look at them, like you said, as people, but more importantly, we should look at them as like women who could either be our mothers or daughters. Cause we wouldn't want our mothers to experience some of the ways that we've treated women. We wouldn't want our daughters for sure to experience that me being a father of a daughter I know I don't want some, you know, daughter to have to deal with some knucklehead dude. So I think it's important that when we do interact with one another, we come from just a place of uh, being being genuine. I think it's a good way to say it. Just be like, you know, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Just have a genuine conversation with another human being. You don't have to be out here always trying to spit game or say something slick to try to get something that you want. Like, cause you don't even know if you really want that at the end of the day, like your mind and your body tells you what you want, but is that really what your soul wants? You don't necessarily know that off rip. You know what I mean? So you got to think with the, with the right parts of your body. And um, again, like I said, again, just being genuine, I think is really paramount to be able to obtain that being patient with each other is also very important. I think that we tend to rush into things because we think it's going to be something. We think that this person is, oh, that's my wife. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I've had those moments where like I've been around someone, dated someone where I have felt like, okay, that's the one. And then it just doesn't end up being the one. So we have to be patient with other people and, um, with ourselves. And I also think that we have to be uplifting and encouraging. We experience a lot of trauma. We have experienced a lot of trauma as black people. So I think we need to give more grace to each other than what we do. Yeah, perfectly stated. Um, If I was to use you and I as a guinea pig case in my research, And maybe I will, maybe I'll have to interview you one day for such things. But I will say that the hypothesis that I have proved correct, which is what happens when you, I didn't need to teach it to myself or teach it to you. 
you didn't need to teach it to me. I don't know if you had to teach it to yourself at some point in your life, but we didn't have that teaching amongst each other in our interactions. We already came with it. But obviously there's so many of us that don't already have it. So it has to be taught. So my research theory is, what does it look like when Black women and Black men are taught to just see each other as people, to just see each other as um, people of our own community? And I think when that happens, it helps soothe gender tensions or gender wars because you're not looking at a person, this is a woman who... I wanted to get this from and she didn't give it to me. Or this is a man who should have given me this. I deserve that. And he didn't give it. And that that energy causes more tension. Yeah. Right. Than just seeing each other as human beings. So for me, I'm like, what does it look like if we teach each other to just start there? My hypothesis is that. That gender tension would subside mm-hmm. and that we would find other and better ways of getting along and other and other ways of relating. Because if me and you match on the dating app, or if we're out in person and we lock eyes or, you know, I approach you or you approach me, what have you, and we make the connection, something about that is like, okay. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it connected, mm-hmm. it clicked for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the Absolutely. reason doesn't have to be romantic. No, it doesn't. You're right. I think that we, oftentimes, we want it to be that way. Right? But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Or I would say romantic if I was talking to women predominantly. And if I was talking to men predominantly, I would say it doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah, true, true. You know? Just because you lock eyes with the woman or you feel a little something, that energy is not always sex or romance, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And I mean, I had that experience with you. I've had that experience with some others, but I'm going to talk about me and you since it's me and you here in the studio today. You know, there was a vibe, Mm -hmm. right? There was a connection. You passed the vibe check for me to hit the button to match. I did too. We passed the vibe check on the phone and then we got in person. It was like, oh man, it's the same consistency vibe check again. And what we found was we have this creative energy. We have this encouraging energy. You encourage me. I encourage you. And we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. And we just learn how to kind of care and encourage each other. And then we realized this is why the connection was so dope. Yeah, this is why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll be honest with you. It sounds like that would be like a really good study or thing to pursue, like your research that you're doing. Um, I'd like to see that as something one day that's, I don't know, in an article somewhere on a news station or something, some big old study where we're, that happens and then you see it manifested in our community where people actually take your advice and they start to operate that way. And then you see a change in the community. So I will speak it into existence. You just got to do the work to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm already doing it in my coaching practice, right? I'm able to say I have reframed how women are approaching relationships and they are in some cases, making, having a safer experience, having a smoother experience, being received better, you know, by men, etc. So thank you for taking that journey with me. Love Bucks, Dana and I need to take a quick break, but we'll be back in a bit with more Black love. Yes, because we need to hear that phrase in non-romantic ways too. See you soon. That level of care and encouragement that you demonstrated, how your unction and your instinct with me wasn't to be sexual, romantic, or even, you know, getting into a relationship necessarily. You just allowed you to be you and me to be me, and we figured out what that was supposed to be. 
I would not say that that is popular in our community. Yeah, I would agree. On both sides. Right. Right. There is a certain evolution, I feel like, that happens, or maybe a certain conditioning and socialization, maybe your parents gave it to you, um, that has to be there for us to kind of present that way. And you did. So I would love to hear you speak to how you became that man. How did you get there? So um, it's a really, really good question. And uh, thank you for asking it. I would like to just speak a little bit um, just about like kind of the history when it comes to like dating that I think kind of got me there in addition to something else. So like I said, initially at the start, I used to live by the African-American proverb, never trust a big button to smile, right? But for a long time, like that's really what I was focused on. And then I had found myself getting into these different situations with that being the the focus of my energy. Like I had to have this or I had to have that. And then I just grew to realize that there is so much more about a person, about a woman than just that. And I'm never going to really get to know that if I just look at her in a certain type of way. So I had to go through some trials, through some tribulations, experience different type of women in my life for me to get to a point of where it's like, okay, let me just approach this situation. Like, hi, my name is Dana. How are you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's see if we have a vibe. Let's see if we can be cool. We can talk or whatever and see where it goes from there. So that's where the history in my dating, I think, kind of led up to that. But in addition to that, it's also really important in our community to seek mental health, right? Mm. I feel it's been something that's been kind of looked on in our community as a negative thing, whether like what happens in this house stays in this house. I'm sure a lot of people in our community have heard, has heard that. Mm-hmm. And that's traumatizing because a lot of what happens in your house is not really good. And you don't necessarily know how to deal with it, right? So I think for me, since I've been through some things, I've had some trials and some tribulations, actually having a therapist and having someone to talk to who doesn't have an unbiased opinion, who you can release your traumas to, but not only that, they can give you tools to be able to handle them better in the future, all coalesce to help you become a better man for the future. So I feel... Those two things are vitally important, or they were vitally important for me. Here you go, proving some of my research ideas true again. (laughs) Um, Look at that. Yeah, because I speak to that. In order for you to evolve, and of course, I'm speaking to women, so in order for you to evolve as a woman, you have to give yourself a variety of dating experiences. How do you know how to show up fully? How do you know what you want? How do you know how to present for what it is that you want? And you learned how to see women the correct way. You learned what works and what didn't work, given your dating history. Right. Right. And then you were able to work all your stuff out as to why that could have been the case, right? In therapy. Yeah, I actually love that answer. Um, We are modeling it. I feel like we're modeling uh, the, the research questions and the inquiries that I have and the healing that I want to see happen with our people on a more communal level, right? It can't always yeah. be, you know, one-to-one um, because I can report feeling mm-hmm. like a person with you. I can report feeling like a woman and just who I am as a woman. And then as a result, we took care of each other. So I really want to dive into that because this is my favorite part. This is where intimacy starts to play out. And everybody will say, I want a relationship. I want somebody to love me. I want the intimacy. But it's like, you have to have the skills. You have to have the skills that would make that be the case. And I think that you and I pulled this off pretty well. It was before I even had my research ideas fully developed. But I like that I can look back on my life back in my dating history and go, you know what? Dana and I were up to something before I even knew what to to call it. Uh, First, a level of reciprocity, but 
that natural care translated into what I am calling cheerleading. You know, you might call it encouragement or motivation, um, but I'll speak to you how you demonstrated this unto me. You encouraged me to return to writing and spoken word. You even said, listen, if you sign up for an open mic, I'll come, you know, support you and, you know, supported me along the way. Now a pandemic happened in the middle of that. So we couldn't go outside for a little while. I delivered my first spoken word piece in a while and definitely my first spoken word piece here in DC at a bus boys and poets nonetheless. There we go. <laughs> gang, gang. We are. <laughs> I did that a few months back and I did an Instagram post and I gave you a little shout out. You did. You did. And I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, thank you. Because... From the moment I met you and you realized I had that gift, you were like, well, when you go write again? Like that was in Atlanta. When you gonna when you gonna give us mm-hmm. that in DC? The DMV wanna hear you. Jay from Georgia, isn't that what you used to say? Jay from Georgia. I'm so mm-hmm. upset. I'm like, I'm from Atlanta, not Georgia. Get it right. And you just kept saying Jay from Georgia. It sounds better. It just flows, it flows. Jay from Georgia. So I'm gonna I'm pass the mic to just whatever came up for you. Absolutely. Um, So I remember, right, there were times when we were talking and we were uh, on the phone and I remember telling you some things that I wanted to do with my future when it came to my professional career, right? And I told you what I was doing at that time, how I didn't like it. It was very, very frustrating for me. But you were always there to encourage me and tell me, well, you know what you want to do you just have to essentially make it happen. You have to go out there. You have to go get it. You got to chase it because nobody's going to give it to you. So I always held on to that from back then. And um, I took that with me, right? When I did eventually level up in my professional career to get from where I was doing what I was doing. Come on. Dear, dear Dana's future wife, you're welcome. Because I feel like that's what we should be doing, like encouraging our own people so that they have that morale. Marcus Garvey, up you mighty race, you know, accomplish what you will, that type Mm -hmm. of vibe. They had that energy. I mean, I get what you say. In a way, put the battery in my back. When when I say put the battery in my back, I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. I mean it in like a positive way, like you were just encouraging me, like trying to get me charged up and excited to do the things that I needed to do to get to where I wanted to get. And granted, you know, nothing happens immediately. Sure. It happens in its own time. But present day, I am living and doing the things that I wanted to do way back then when I was sharing them with you. So I'm just giving my flowers to you to say thank you, Jay from Georgia, for <laughs> encouraging me with that way back then. I presently live in these moments and I thank you for being there for me for that. Yeah, you're very welcome. It it blesses my heart to be able to do that and for and to hear that. I'll never forget I got the text and you were like, you didn't even say anything. The first text was just the picture of the mm-hmm. certification that you went and got. Cause I yep. kept saying to you, well what's the first step? How do you leave here and get here? And you were like, oh I gotta get this certification. Okay. So how do we do that? And you right. know, and I left you to your own vices to do. I want to be very clear about that, ladies. I'm not writing resumes and not <laughs> doing all of that extra, you know, wifely or maternal support. It was just a, a brother to sister type love, not the sibling kind, but the of my own community kind where I just wanted to see him thrive. I wanted to see him win. And I could hear that he had the bare bones of the plan, but needed that battery, like how he said. And I mean, that is not the full essence, but it is in part some of the essence of woman. At the beginning of the show, Dana was saying, it matters when a woman speaks with encouragement and is uplifting and all of those things, because it is the fuel, it is the charge. 
I think positive words are the charge, no matter who they're coming from. But especially when a man is hearing that from a woman and listen, it inspired him enough to get out there and get it together. And he's, he's living that today. And that blesses me. I don't take any credit for it because that is all Dana's choices and the plan that he needed. But I do receive the praise and the flowers um, that you're giving me today. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. You're definitely welcome. I know for me, I was saying, listen, and not for nothing, go and get that certificate and make that job transfer and level up, get that new title, be where you want to be, because I don't want you miserable. That's a lot, a lot of why Black men are unavailable and sometimes even just mean um, is you're miserable, right? And a lot of the misery is attached to uh, your work, your earnings, how far you think that can go. And of course, you don't have to be rich, but you want it to be able to go as far as how you dream. Absolutely. Right? 100% right with that. Um, Just speaking as a man and having been in a position where I knew that I was miserable because of what I was doing. It was like a glass ceiling. I couldn't get anywhere. I didn't see myself making anything happen. And then eventually, you know, I found what I needed to find, got my certification. Now, actually, three times certified. I'm working on the fourth. So let's go. So, so yeah, like I, um, I fully understand like that misery can be really, really taxing on a man because if you don't have it, like you want to have it, you just looking like window shopping at like the end of the day and you don't want to be window shopping. You want to be in the store buying some stuff. You know what I mean? But in order to get that, you got to get the keys to be able to get into the store, get into the door. And for me, Personally, those keys were those certifications that I eventually acquired. And now I'm out here. I'm outside. You know what I'm saying? You know what? You do not know how much that blesses me as a Black woman to hear. You do not know how much. Yeah, that blesses me. Because this is exactly the type of healing that I'm talking about. I didn't know we were going to even get here. But praise the most high. This Mm -hmm. is the healing that I'm talking about. Because you did not present miserably. And I don't know if that was because you weren't miserable yet or you were doing a good job with the facade. I'll let that be your business. But I knew in the inside, by the way you were describing your job and the feelings that you had attached to it, that if you don't do something to get yourself out of that, you will become miserable. And when I spotted that in you, something in my heart said, help him so that he doesn't grow miserable. You have what it takes to pour into him, to protect him from his own misery. Just freely give it. And it it didn't take anything, but we were already conversing. We're already in conversation. So while we're in conversation, what does it hurt me to encourage you? Absolutely. That's dope. That's really, really dope. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And what I'm really loving, you just blessed me with something else. I didn't even know until this moment. Um, I thought you were, I thought you got that certification and that was the extent of your level up because that was what you needed. But not you saying three, now four, you're speaking to the multiplying effect of the essence of woman. I breathe life into you for the first one. I had nothing to do with two, three or four in terms of being in your ear real time while you were earning them and uh, receiving them. But that energy, that battery, like you said, that battery kept going all the way. Did you say four? You're about to be four times certified now? Um, I'm studying for a fourth one. But yeah, three times certified in my industry that I work in. That speaks to what I call the perfect synergy of man and woman. I know everybody does not believe in a a higher power, in the creator, in God, but I know you and I certainly do. And it just speaks to that perfect design because as a man, you want to be esteemed. You want to be uplifted. You're designed that way. I don't need to have an attitude about that because that's what it's going to be. And you shouldn't feel bad about that because that's who you are, right? You, You desire that. As a woman, I desire to be covered. 
to be taken care of, not necessarily in every little single way of my life, but just when I'm interacting with a man. Right. Cover me, take care of me, right? And so this energy of, I gave you the encouragement that you needed. It put mm-hmm. the battery in you to level up your life, which puts you in a position to be able to care for or cover more so than you had before the encouragement was poured into you. And that yeah. is, that's how we take care of each other. Absolutely. Making a lot of sense there. You know, like that is what I believe is a divine design. And I don't need you to believe in a divine design to get you to have the skills that you need to have in order to partake in it. But nonetheless, you know, it's a divine design. So I absolutely, I really appreciate you taking the time to to expound on that and break it down in that way. Thank you. Absolutely. You're definitely welcome. So another thing that I absolutely encourage you to do is to do something with that voice. Yes, you do. <laughs> you cannot have God bless you with them vocal cords and not do something with it. I'm like, this would be a tragedy. And I, what did I say? I said, you need a podcast. You need to get on Audible. You need to be reading some stories. Um, funny enough. Uh, In the summer, I did a Fun Girls Summer episode where I was talking about erotica lit. You could be reading that for the ladies. I mean, I don't know where your faith will allow you, you know, where your line is, but I'm just saying it's a lot that you could do with that voice. And I think I shared with you the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese guy who had that really, really dope. I'm like, you could do commercials like this, man. You know, he disappeared, but his voice, that's who your voice reminded me of. You, you said, oh, I usually get Barry White. I said, no, you the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese man. And you didn't know who I was talking about. <laughs> and then when I shared it with you, you was like, oh, wow. Like that's closest to my voice. And I've heard even um, Barry White. So I encouraged you to do that. And this year, you sent me a text and you said, I got my mic. I got all my equipment. And you shared a testing link with me and I was so proud of you. I'm like, come on, Dana, you just, you out here getting it done and being in the masculine, right? Creating the plans, getting it done and Mm -hmm. then bringing it right back to the woman who originally put it in you. Look what I did. And And I'm so, you know, proud of you. So one of the things I cannot have you leave this show without you giving us a sample of that, the voice, yeah. Now listen, if you listen into this episode and you have any power in media, voice performance, he is available. If I got to put it out here for him, the baritone podcast at gmail.com. Now be blessed while he gives us the sample. Take it away, Dana. First encounter with you, it was around the winter. It's getting brisk outside, so we crowd for dinner. And upon that night, that's where you showed you. Touched my skin, I could feel the prince seep through. Almost a flow in my veins, I breathe the magic. Exhale the ecstasy, my heart's beats, beats fastly. So warm it feels, I need you. Unravel your shirt, let me push you on the table for you. I gotta put work into you. Miles, you traveled to see me. I waited all day for this year, and I'm so happy you made it. Let me caress you and spread you wide open. Start at the top and work to the middle, I'm hoping. But I'm not ready, sit here. See, I want to make it hot till the inside out you drip and don't tell me to stop. First, I want to taste you just as once my theory. Make it the right temperature, see you I love so dearly. The mere fragrance of you, natural in its essence, Clouds my perception, but on arousal to my senses, I love the sounds you make. Use my fingers to make you wet. Tongue tickles your juices. Yes, it's heated, but shed. The time comes where we do the intertwine. And two become one. The hills of ecstasy we climb. In it together. In my mind, you're embedded, but forever. An innocent endeavor. Guilt's locked down by the pleasures of you, my love. Love you now and ever. I gotta work you right. The closer it gets, I push harder. Until I pan heavy, tilt my head back to relax. 
fall down to reality and wake up with the smile. Well, listen, not you stirring up my my uh my ladies in the first half of the poem. You gotta let me know what they think. You know what I mean? <laughs> let me know oh, I'm pretty like. sure. I'm pretty sure they'll be letting me know when this drops. All you got to do is come to the next few clubhouse rooms immediately after, and they will be letting you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, sure. So, y'all, Zaina is going to be starting a podcast, a free thought, free talk podcast very soon. And you can catch his monthly musings. That's what I'm calling it. So when that is live, I'm going to let y'all know because who don't want to hear the voice? There you go. Are you ready to enter the special sister to brother circle with me? Yeah, I'll step in the squared circle. What we got going on out here? (laughs) The sister to brother circle is a quick but intimate round of prompts that I'll feed you. You'll simply reply with the closest truth in your heart in the moment. Are you ready? Not really, but all right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite word to describe Black men? Strong. What's one affirming quality about Black women that you want them to know? I want them to know that they're beautiful. What's one of your personal or masculine superpowers? My voice. At Match Mary Mate, we love a Black man who is emotionally available. Tell me what that means for you in the fewest words possible. That means that I am willing and able to listen and express reciprocity where it's needed. Speak to a younger Black man in this moment and gift him with one thing you wish you knew or realized 10 years ago. Love where your heart leads. What's the greatest lesson you've learned so far about interacting with Black women? It's wise to turn the other cheek. Last but not least, what's the best advice you've ever received as a man? Always look to God. Thank you so much for kicking it with me in the studio today, Dana. Absolutely, Jay from Georgia. Thank you for uh, allowing me this opportunity to kick it with you in the studio. I appreciate it. We end every episode with thought or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper, and the most high tends to those too. Dear listener, for my ladies, how do you treat men? For my fellas, how do you treat women? For my couples, how do you treat each other? How do you create community or togetherness with the people you're dating or in a relationship with? What's a perfect male-female complementary energy you've noticed in your life? How do you encourage, uplift, or speak life into others, especially the people of your own community? What does your pivot game look like? Can you transition early connections or do you ditch people because they won't be your partner? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you. If you're interested in my developing research or want to discuss the trends, patterns, or stories I observe daily in my coaching practice at your next event, you can reach me at hello at matchmarymate.com. Just a quick reminder to download your episode 15 guide. If you're already on the Match Mary Mate subs list, it's in your inbox. To join, click the link in the show notes. Our next episode is titled my Black Marriage Research. I've had some updates since the recording of this show, and I want to share them with you.
Another thank you to Dana for spending time with me in the studio today and sharing his story, his lessons, and that voice with the Match Mary May audience. Today, I leave you with Dana's guiding mantra. God is real. Life is short. Love where your heart leads. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers. If you're interested in being a Match Mary Mate guest, please email the producing team at podcast at matchmarymate.com. Mm-hmm.